0: Gossip is one of the most destructive activities we can engage in. It strains relationships, ruins organizations and destroys friendships. And yet we keep gossiping because we are unable to resist the lure of it. It is so attractive to the mind. The irony is the person we are gossiping about is unaware and is thereby unable to defend himself or herself. Thus, gossiping is an act of cowardice. It is like criticizing a hearing-impaired person. They say in the world, don't criticize a deaf person who can't hear you. Gossiping is a similar act. One man began going to the satsang of a guruji. However, after a few days, he started seeing faults around. And he did not stop at that. He began telling people, the organization is poor in this manner, people's behavior is short in this manner. Finally, Guruji had to pull him up and say, if you had to come to satsang, to see the faults of others, it would have been better that you did not come at all. Why is gossiping so attractive to our mind? Firstly, it gives a sense of empowerment. When we feel we have that special tidbit of information and announce to our friends, do you know there's something about the organization that I have just come to know. It makes us feel needed and gives us that feeling of being empowered. Secondly, gossiping is done as a way of taking revenge someone hurt us and we wish to hurt that person back as revenge gossiping gives us an opportunity to engage in character assassination as a sadistic way of deriving satisfaction the third gossiping is inspired by the emotion of jealousy. We have this perception that success is a limited pie. And hence, if one person is succeeding, it makes our chances of victory that much less. On the other hand, when we see others failing, it gives us a tiniest bit of pleasure and satisfaction. We fail to see that the universe is filled with abundance and there is enough for everyone to succeed. Instead, we engage in the crab mentality. If a few crabs are placed in a basket, any one of them individually can escape. But collectively, none do so. Because if one seeks to climb out, the others pull it down. Further, if somebody is feminine, the tendency for gossiping is naturally more. Men have their own infirmities, more anger, more lust. But when it comes to gossiping, the inclination of women has an origin in the Mahabharata itself. Kunti, who later on became the mother of the five Pandavas, as a young girl, she received a boon from Durvasa that she could invoke the presence of any of the celestial gods and have a child from them. Out of her curiosity, she invoked the presence of Dev. The sun god. He said, Perforce I need to fulfill the boon and have to give you a child. Through the ear, he gave her Karn. When Karn was born, Kunti, to avoid any disrepute because she was still an unmarried maiden, put her baby in a basket and set him adrift in the Ganges, that nature may help him find foster parents. Karan was discovered by Adhirat Nandan, whose wife was Radha. Adhirat Nandan was the charioteer of Dhritarashtra. He brought him back home. There in the palace of Dhritarashtra, Duryodhan befriended him and Karan returned in the association of Kunti and the Pandavas. Before the Mahabharata, he vowed his allegiance to Duryodhan. Knowing his power, Kunti confided in him for the first time that she was his actual mother and the Pandavas were his brothers. She asked him to vow that he would not hurt the Pandavas. Karna said he will only strive to kill Arjuna. In this way, he will take care of his dharma towards his mother, Matri dharma, and also his Mitra dharma towards Duryodhan." The Pandavas were unaware that Karna was their elder brother. Only after the battle was over, Yudhishthira came to know of it when Dhritarashtra asked him to perform the last rites of Karna. Yudhishthir was then annoyed with his mother Kunti and said if they had been made aware, it is possible the course of the Mahabharata would have been different. At that time, Yudhishthir cursed Kunti and all women that they would not be able to keep a secret. Whatever be the reason why we gossip, when we become aware that gossiping is such a disastrous activity, how can we prevent ourselves from it? The first point. Remember, in gossiping, you lose the trust of others. If A. Gossips about B. Behind his back to C. C naturally concludes that behind my back, A will gossip about me to B because that is his habit. Secondly, gossiping makes us fall in our own self-esteem and that robs us of the sense of inner satisfaction and joy. Thirdly, there is a karmic reaction, a king was giving a feast to sadhus. Unknown to him, an eagle was carrying a snake up in the sky. Venom from the snake fell into the plate of one of the sadhus, who unaware ate it up and dined. Now this news spread everywhere, and the messengers of Yamraj also pondered Upon whom should the karma of the killing of this sadhu be allotted? It could not be allotted to the snake because he did it accidentally. It could not be allotted to the eagle who was not even aware the poison was falling. The king was also innocent in this crime as were the cooks. In the meantime, some more sadhus reached the palace. And they asked, is this the place where the sadhu bhoj is happening? One old lady sitting at the gate said, it is, but beware, this king feeds poisoned food and kills sadhus. The moment the messengers of Yamraj heard that, they decided that the karma would be given to the old lady. So the law is, when you find faults with others, which are there, you get half the karma for their sins. And when you talk about their sins when they have never committed it, you get the entire karma. That is why, let us take inspiration from the three-filter test. There's a story told about Socrates. One man came up to him and said, Sir, I've heard something very important I need to share with you. Socrates said, wait, first filter, what you are going to tell me, do you know that it's true? He said, I'm not so sure. Socrates said, if you're not sure, then why tell me? But nevertheless, supposing it is true, here is the second filter. What you are going to share, is it a good news or a bad one? He said, it's not really a good news. Then why share it? And suppose it is also a good news, the third filter. Will it benefit me and the others or harm everyone? He said, it will harm us all. Then why share it? Let's again learn from the three monkeys of Mahatma Gandhi. Na Nasunbura, na Sunbura, na bolbura hear no evil, see no evil, and speak no evil. Instead, let us be good finders. I was once giving a lecture series in Dallas, and one lady came to me who had been working at JCPenney, and she kept on complaining about the toxic environment at her workplace. I suggested to her, to start making a note of all the good things at her workplace. Now, when she practiced that over a period of two weeks, there was a marked difference in her attitude. And subsequently, she came to me and said, Swamiji, my boss has noted and commended me about my changed positive attitude. That is what happens when we become good finders. One man went up to the HR of his organization and said, Sir, the environment in this company is toxic. People are not sincere. They are dropping the ball on their responsibilities. I wish to resign. The HR said, that is all right if you've already made up your mind, but just do one thing for me before that. He filled up a glass to the brim, handed it over to the person and said, carry it around your office floor three times and come and report to me. The man thought, what a queer instruction, but if it is coming in the way of my resignation, may as well do it. He took the brimming cup around three times, his office floor and returned. HR said, did you see any toxic people while doing it? No, sir. Did you find any people dropping the ball on their responsibilities? No, sir. Why not? Because you were focused on your own work. So when we have our priorities clear and when we are dedicated to being productive and effective, then we don't have the time to waste on seeing the faults of others. Finally, let us all be sincere and introspect. Have we ever engaged in gossip? If we are true to ourselves, we will admit to this human fallacy. Eleanor Roosevelt said very nicely, Great minds discuss ideas. Average minds discuss events while small minds discuss people. The next time you are inspired to engage in gossip, become self-aware and ask yourself, do you wish to be a small mind or a great?